You are listening to More Than a Song, episode 67. and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. When every day feels like a battle or worse, when you seem to be leaving one battle only to enter another in the same day, and then it goes on day after day, we can all be encouraged and built up by what the scripture teaches us about fighting the good fight. Good Fight by the band Unspoken will lead us to the New and Old Testament this week, so let's jump right in. Until you stop breathing, till you stop bleeding, until your heart stops kick drum beating. When it's hard times, when it's long days, and the enemy is right up in your face. When your back's against the ropes, and you're feeling all alone. Keep fighting the The phrase good fight comes straight from scripture. And what's interesting is that it's only used by Paul in 1st and 2nd Timothy. And that's good news for us because when a word or a phrase is concentrated in a section of scripture like that, then it's easier to meditate on and study. And for me, I don't get so spastic and jump around too much. I can stay in one place. But before we head over to the letter written to Timothy by Paul, I want to remind you of my hope for you through this podcast. My goal is that you will be inspired to read God's word for yourself. I desire to share some tools and resources with you along the way to help keep your interaction with God's word meaningful and interesting, exciting, and relationship building with the one whose words we study. And as part of the process, I'm leading the way. I'm going through the process first as an example to you. But it's just that. It's an example. Education without action is entertainment. It's just entertainment to listen to this podcast if it does not result in picking up God's word for yourself and allowing the Holy Spirit to teach you personally. So let's jump right into my personal experiences this week with God's word. I can't wait to hear yours. I love it when I get emails and voicemails from you. I read your comments or interact with you on Twitter and Facebook just to really see how you're doing in God's word. It is such an encouragement to me. But once I determined that the phrase good fight was used a couple of times in Paul's letters to Timothy, guess what I did? I read Paul's letters to Timothy. Now, if you've ever, um, if you've never read Paul's letters to Timothy, then I recommend using an easy to read translation like the New Living Translation 
or the new international version. And these are going to be modern language versions. They're going to read like we speak today. And so it's going to be easier to read than maybe an old English version like the King James Version or even the New American Standard or the ESV. Sometimes they use words that we just don't use in our common language every day. And sometimes that gets you bogged down. So I encourage you to read it for the first time in an easy to read translation. And then maybe you're like me and you have read these letters many times before. Then I recommend doing what I did this week and read them in a version that you're not familiar with. So don't pull out your uh, worn Bible that you read every day and you're so used to how the phrasing is and you've got underlines and highlights and all that. For the first time you read it this week, pick a version that you've never read before or one that's not as familiar to you. And this way you're going to read all of the words and you won't skim over those familiar parts because it will be written slightly differently. And so I read these letters this week in the voice translation. And I've taught about when and why I use different translations uh, most recently in episode 55. So if you missed that one and you have questions about it, you can check it out there. That that conversation, I went in pretty much in depth in episode 55, so check that out. But since I don't have a physical copy of the voice translation yet, I read all of both letters to Timothy online at BibleGateway.com in the voice translation for free. So you have the tools at your disposal in order to use these kind of these Bible interaction tools. Almost every tool I ever give you is pretty much free and available to you. Now, the reason I always try to read in context and my version of or my definition of what context is, is the the verses uh, in and around where I'm reading my focus verse. So it might be the chapter or the whole chapter if I'm looking at one verse or it might be the chapter before and the chapter after. When you're reading stories um, about Jesus in the New Testament, those books are quite long, but getting context as to what happened right before they were in this place, what happened while they were in this place, and what happened after gives you context. So the reason I try to read in context is that I, I want to understand what the author is trying to say to the original audience before I try to determine what the author, capital A, as in Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith, is trying to say to me through his word. So it can really be dangerous to take scripture out of context. But more than that, it can be shallow when God really wants to take you into the deep. So I'm not going to read all of First and Second Timothy to you on this podcast. But for you to get the most out of it, you can read it for yourself. Just 10 chapters. That's it. Six in one and four in the other. And uh, you can do it in one sitting. So really, you can read First and Second Timothy every day this week and really let it soak in if that's something that you're interested in doing. Now, as a bit of background for you, Paul, uh, the author of these letters, was Timothy's mentor and discipler. And so obviously, these letters are just a part of their relationship, but it gives us a little peek into the love that he had for Timothy, into maybe some things that he's tried to speak to him before, uh, some things he's trying to reiterate, and some things he's trying to teach. So he invested in him for a really long time. He took him on short-term mission trips. He let him preach. He left him to pastor a young church, and then he's writing these instructional letters to him while they are physically apart. And Paul would do anything for his young protege, and through these letters, he is developing him 
as a young leader. Now, before you begin to argue that you are not a leader and therefore these instructions are not for you, I want to remind you of something. The same qualifications and skills necessary to lead others are necessary to effectively lead your own life. So these leadership skills, sometimes when people hear the word leader, they're thinking, oh, that's when I lead others. But I want to challenge you, the things that he's expressing to Timothy about leadership in these letters, uh, if if all you do is apply them to your own life to make you a better leader of your own life as you lead your own life, then I think you're going to be way ahead of the game. So now I've read all of both letters to to Timothy. I can now begin to look closer at this idea of fighting the good fight that we see in our song. Now in 1 Timothy 1.18, it says, "Uh, Dear uh, Timothy, my dear child, I'm placing before you a charge for the mission ahead. It is in total agreement with the prophecies once spoken over you. Here it is. With God's message stirring and directing you, Fight the good fight, armed with faith and a good conscience. I'm reading that out of the voice translation, uh, and that, that skipped into the first part of verse 19 as well. Then I see it again, 1 Timothy 6, 12. Fight the good fight of the faith. Cling to the eternal life you were called to when you confess the good confession before witnesses. And then 2 Timothy 4, 7, Paul is speaking of himself as he refers to the good fight. And it is saying, I have fought the good fight. I have stayed on course and finished the race. And through it all, I have kept believing. So my first question as I'm kind of reading and pondering this idea of the good fight inspired by my song, but maybe you'll read in scripture and one phrase or one idea comes out at you and you want to spend some more time meditating on it. That's the whole point. So these tools that I'm giving you on the podcast is just to help you do that better. So of course, we're inspired today by our song, The Good Fight, which led us to Timothy and that's what we're pondering. But my first question is, what is the good fight that Paul is talking about here? How is he defining the good fight? It is the good fight of our faith, as defined here by Paul. The fight to keep our faith in the one who saves, despite our enemy or our circumstances. But ultimately, fighting the good fight means to persevere. And I recently did a study on this idea of perseverance, and it is patience or endurance in difficult circumstances, not surrendering to the circumstances nor running away. Wow, we could talk about that, uh, just that for the rest of the podcast. You know, not surrendering to the circumstances, nor running away. I might even add, or stuffing and ignoring. That's sometimes what I do. (laughs) But you might say, great, how do I do that, Michelle? How? Because sometimes I just don't think I can make it. Sometimes I just might surrender to my circumstances. Sometimes I really feel like running away. Well, the first time Paul instructed Timothy to fight the good fight, he said to pray. So if you just read the first verse of chapter 2, of course, the, the first time he said fight the good fight was in 1 Timothy chapter 1. And if you keep reading, it says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf, and give thanks for them. 
wow, that's interesting. So here I am so self-focused and I want to know how do I fight the good fight? And he's saying, look outside of yourself and pray for others. The next time he tells Timothy in this first letter to fight the good fight, he tells Timothy to run from evil things, pursue righteousness, a godly life, faith, love, perseverance, gentleness, and to hold tightly to the eternal life to which God called him. You can find that in 1 Timothy chapter 6. I'm giving you some highlights here, you guys, but whatever kind of jumps out at you or if you take these highlights this week and really delve in, you could do some serious pondering meditation and study that will change the way you think. This is the whole idea. We're not drive-by, drive-through Christianity here. We're talking about really getting into God's Word and falling in love with it by interacting with it praying for others. Uh, and this is a list. You know, if you've listened to my podcast before, I love lists. That's a, a another Bible interaction tool. He says, run from evil things and pursue these things. There's a whole list of things that he is to pursue, which is what Paul is defining is fighting the good fight. So running from evil and pursuing good does not sound like surrender to me. It, you think back to our initial definition of what perseverance is. Patient endurance, however, does not mean that you have to be the punching bag of your circumstances. Don't just stand there. Fight. Run from evil, but run toward righteousness. And pray. Pray for others. Don't just stand there. Fight. Then comes the last time Paul mentions the good fight to Timothy. In fact, it is his last letter to Timothy because scholars believe it's the last letter of his whole life. So when you read it, you really get the sense that Paul knows that it might be his last. In 2 Timothy 4, it says, As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Through example, Paul has endured and he is now equipping this spiritual son of his to do the same. Right before this declaration of fighting the good fight, finishing the race, and remaining faithful, Paul tells Timothy to preach the word, to convince, to rebuke, to exhort, to teach. He says to be watchful in all things, to endure afflictions, and to do the work of an evangelist. Follow my example, Timothy. This is how you fight the good fight. This is what I did. You can do what I did as an example to fight the good fight. And my message to you, dear listener and friend, is this is how we fight the good fight, too. Even in the roadblocks, even through the rough spots, when you're feeling you're giving all that you got, I'm with you in the next step, giving you the next breath. I'll be the voice saying you're gonna make it when you're out there on your own, you are At the beginning of this podcast, I promised a trip to the Old Testament too. And there is a beautiful picture of fighting the good fight in the book of Nehemiah that I would love for you to explore. Our song talks about roadblocks and rough spots, and Nehemiah sure had all of those. 
He was a Jewish servant of a Persian king who was given permission to return to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls that were broken down. And a city without walls in that day was a disgrace, and it was completely vulnerable to attack and control by outside forces. There is so much to learn from Nehemiah, but I want to tell you about one fight he had to fight and then how he fought it. And maybe we can learn from his techniques um, as well. So Nehemiah had resistance to his efforts to rebuild Jerusalem. And this resistance came in the form of a man, and his name was Sanballat. But I want you to picture your enemy. Is your enemy a disease? Is it a person? Is it grief? Is it fear? Is it brokenness? It could be a person or it could be a circumstance. You know, we all share one common enemy, and that is Satan himself, the enemy of our souls. But Nehemiah's enemy was relentless, and he was motivated by anger and selfish gain. And his tactics included mocking and ridicule, fear, entrapment, and political maneuvering. And the enemy's goal was to distract Nehemiah from his very real calling by God. He was a tormentor and he was bent on doing everything possible to interfere. Samballot did everything in his power to prevent Nehemiah and God's people from completing this project. We can learn from Nehemiah. Oh, can we learn from him? Because do you know how Nehemiah fought this enemy? Well, first, he expected him. You know, maybe not by name, but he, he knew he could not go about living a life of honor, sincere commitment to God, and effective ministry without encountering some resistance, which, by the way, he experienced both from this external enemy, Sanballat, but internally as well. That's always fun when it's your own people hurting you. But first of all, Nehemiah expected him. Next, he did not give his enemy the time of day. I used the word relentless earlier. I want you to read Nehemiah for yourself. Sam Ballot was relentless. He was a bully and he used name calling and mockery to break Nehemiah down. And when that didn't work, he shifted to political maneuvering, which included letters and messengers a lot of them. I mean, it would be like these days, it would be relentless text messages and emails and court dates and doctor visits and, you know, that kind of relentless enemy. But he did not give him the time of day. He, he basically, for all intents and purposes, ignored him. He didn't even try to defend himself against him because this is what he did next. He trusted God to protect him and his reputation. Throughout Nehemiah's story, there are pop-up prayers where he's telling the story and then he pops over to a prayer to God for strength and deliverance. I love that. What a great tool. But he did not allow the enemy to distract him. He didn't even stop. Again, like I said, he didn't even stop and try to defend himself in the process. Amazing. I mean, I can really learn from Nehemiah in that. When he felt like defending himself, he would call on his defender. Finally, he kept his hands to the plow and he never looked back. Nehemiah and the people of God rebuilt the wall of Jerusalem in 52 days. But it wasn't easy. I mean, it took teamwork. It took perseverance like we talked about earlier. It took practical measures like posting guards outside of the gates and workers with tools to build the wall in one hand and weapons in the other. But they kept on keeping on. 
They never got distracted by their enemy. They fought the good fight by persevering, working, not surrendering, and not running. So as you fight your good fight, I pray that you expect an enemy. Expect resistance, but don't give your enemy the time of day. Trust God to protect you and your reputation. Keep your hands to the plow. Keep doing what God has called you to do in this season. And don't get distracted by the fight. Persevere, patiently enduring by not surrendering and not running away. Persevere by running from evil and to righteousness and godliness. And by all means, pick up your weapon, your sword, God's word, and fight the good fight. So what's next? I would love for you to follow the steps of my journey this week. Read all of First and Second Timothy. Make some lists. Ponder how Paul's instructions equip Timothy to fight the good fight. Through the leading of the Holy Spirit, draw some conclusions on what tactics he's wanting you to employ to fight your good fight. Then bop over to Nehemiah. It's just 13 chapters. A couple of them are even like a list of names. You can skim over those. But focus in on how Nehemiah led his people to fight the good fight. I gave you four conclusions or lessons from Nehemiah. You may discover even more. And while you're in God's Word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me at michelle at michellekneesat.com. Hop on Twitter or Facebook. Let's talk about what you're learning, or you can leave a comment on this week's show notes, michellekneesat.com forward slash 67. Just a few quick announcements before I leave today. I want to personally thank you for listening with a gift. I don't want you to have any excuses for not having God's Word front and center every day. So just log on to my website at michellekneesat.com and subscribe with your name and email address, and I will email you memory verse resources each week. You can display these on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or print them out and place them in the best location for you. It's just a small token of my thanks and hopefully a useful tool for you. And I want to shout out to Claudia from California and Christina from Kansas, my newest subscribers to my website. Welcome. And don't miss an episode of my podcast by subscribing in iTunes. While you're there, you can leave me a written review and a star rating, and I would really appreciate it. It encourages me, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Zumba Dancer 1983, who said more than a song is a perfect name and thanked me for taking time to share the word with the world. Thank you for the kind review and for listening. I am so honored to be making a difference. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use Through All of It by Colton Dixon to jump into God's Word. This was a request by one of my listeners, Catherine, so I'm excited to see where it takes us next week. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 67. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.